What up, Adapt Squad? Welcome to the Adapt Session with Armando and Joseph, where we have intrinsic conversation on exercise, mindset, and life's ever-changing experiences. Today, we got a special for our mothers out there, a Mother's Day special where we'd like to talk about our mothers and other mother positive women that we've had in our life, mother figures, I should say, that we've had in our life. And I'm going to send that off to you, Armando. Let's, let's get started with that, man. Well, I mean, it's only proper that we start with, with our mom, right? That's right. I agree. <laughs> many, we've had many uh, motherly figures in our lives. We've been blessed in that. And we've been blessed in that aspect. But at the same time, it all starts with the mom. So where can I start with my mom? I mean, first off, um, it was before I was born, but the fact that she brought my brother and my sister over here to the country, I mean, especially during those those days, I mean, it must have been almost an, an impossible task. So the fact that they all made it over here safely, I mean, I got to give my mom credit for that. And, what, uh, what country did your mom, did your mom uh, migrate from, Mando? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. So Central America. Okay. So, so, so everybody can know out there. We're on the, we're on the Goyas, baby. There you that's go. Why so, that's why we're so freaking loud and vulgar. <laughs> so if you guys, are, you guys are wondering, why did these guys cuss so damn much? Well, there's your answer. There's two, <laughs> there's two types of Nicoyas, man. There's the ones that are really loud and they, they talk like this and they're just talking and not yelling. <laughs> the that they're yelling is just talking. And there's the ones that are so vulgar, they'll call you a bitch and a motherfucker. Whoa. Out of love. I like it. I like it. You have any idea how many times as a kid I was told, I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, back to my mom. I mean, I think one of the uh, biggest things that I, I can thank her for is the, uh, the willingness to work. You know, she was probably the hardest worker I, I've ever known. And she would work insane schedules, man. I mean, six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, and she'd be working 14, 15, 16-hour days. Wow. And she'd take us to school, and she, she, so she took care of us, and she, um, she made a lot of sacrifices, too, you know? So I, I, um, I'm always grateful for her. You know, she put me through high school. I went to an independent high school that wasn't exactly cheap, so I'm grateful for that for the opportunity she gave us and, you know, just pay it forward, man. Oh, so you were able to go to that high school because of the work that your mom put in? Yeah. Yeah, we were able to do that. It was, it was a private school? It was oh, wow. a private, yeah, it was a private independent school, so there was a dress code. And so, yeah, it was, oh, so yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty cool, you know, I mean. She cared about your education, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, back back then it was a little. Back then, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was always like anti that school that I went to. I was like, the rebel, you know. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, another a cool a cool story I could tell is um, when I was, we found out one of the reasons. Like at first, it was just to be a rebel, right? You know, you're a high schooler, you're a teenager, you think you know it all, you think you're cool. Yeah. But when I was a Sophomore. I want to say a sophomore. We had a, a parent-teacher conference, and I have, and it's her and my uncle. We're doing a parent-teacher conference, and of course, I speak in Spanish to my uncle and my mom. Mm -hmm. 
and we found out right then and there that my principal was racist. Why do you say that? What happened? Because we're speaking in Spanish, and then she goes, she goes out to me and my mom and my uncle, and she says, English only. Wow. So what ends up happening after that is um, my mom goes, what, what, are the, what are the clothes that you, you're not allowed to wear? So one of the things that my mom <laughs> hated and she would always bitch about was trench coats. She hated trench coats. So your mom gave you a trench coat to wear to school, huh? My All mom right. bought me a trench coat. <laughs> she said, you wear this and you make sure that she sees you. That's what's because, So yeah, it was, in some ways that's petty, but it, it's a story that I'll never forget. So when people talk about me in high school, I always had that trench coat on. One of the major reasons why was because my mom um, wanted well, it was her way of giving the middle finger to the uh, Chris. Awesome. I like your mom. Yeah, like so that mom. was so that was a that was a that's that's a story that always sticks with me. But what about you, man? How tell us some stories about you and your mother? Well, happy Mother's Day, mom. First of all, love you. Hope you get to watch this or listen yeah, to happy this. Happy Mother's Day, mom. There you go. Happy Mother's Day to both of our moms and all the moms out there that listen to this. Okay. And to the motherly figures. Love you all. That's right. May you have a blessed Mother's Day, and I hope that your kids do something nice for you, whether it's call you, go see you, whatever the case may be, something, especially during this quarantine. So with that being said, um, man, what, what can I not say, you know, that my mom has done? Well, number one, okay, is the fact that while during her pregnancy, it was a rough time for my family and a rough time for my mom, okay? She was a young mother. Um, after my birth, still, you know, a rough time for my family and my mom, young mom. She had me when she was 17. So she gave up a lot for me. A lot to provide for me, to be responsible, a responsible young woman and do what she needed to do. She still graduated high school. So that's awesome. My mom did that while pregnant with me um, and uh, got a diploma. So that's great. Um, and then after she ended up having my brother Rigo, my brother Gabriel, and then my two twin brothers, Alex and Felix. So not only did she suffer through my pregnancy, cause I had the biggest head. So I really messed her up. <laughs> well, I was, I was referring to my mom's kids, not in comparison to yours. Well, I was about to say, man, I'm like, that's, that head is, is pretty fair size if you ask me. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, I think my mom would have begged to differ, but yeah. So huh. out of all my bros, I came out with the biggest head and then she suffered through three more pregnancies. And I think the one that was worse than mine was my twin brothers. So number one, going through that with me and all my brothers giving birth to us, going through pregnancies four times, rough ones too, you know? Um, and then giving up, as I said, you know, her young adult years to be a responsible mother. Um, so I want to thank her for that. Definitely. And, uh, being a hard worker, uh, I think most moms are, are pretty much hard workers. If you ask me, you know, yeah, cause the job never really ends. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Job never really ends, man. You, they go to work, they come home, taking care of the kids, cooking, cleaning, you know, making sure they're they're, you know, taken care of and things like that. So 
I want to thank my mom for that, going to work, working hard, coming home, then, then you know, taking care of us again. Um, so, I mean, just for me, just being here talking about this and having a childhood, you know, having, a, you know, an adolescence, growing up into my young teens and being an adult now, that's what I could thank her for, for my life, right? And all the sacrifices that she made for me and my brothers, whether it was financial, whether it was personal, um, her time that she spent with us, um, you know, she sacrificed everything. And uh, I, that kind of uh, brings me to my grandma a little bit, where since my mother was always working and then she'd come home and watch us, while she was working, my grandma was watching us. So my grandma, uh, happy Mother's Day to my grandma, would take care of me and my four younger brothers. And we were a handful, man. So I think I remember in the last uh, podcast that I did, the mentorship one, where I talked about my mentors, um, my mom ended up putting us in an after-school program, so we wouldn't all come home at the same time, and you know, be be too rough on my grandma. You know, all five of us. Yeah. So me and all my brothers were in the after-school program. The twins, not yet, until I think until they got to like second or first grade, something like that. No, no, I want to say until they were a little bit older. That's when my mom put them in the after-school program. But they would go home first. How many years and, apart are you and your brothers, man? Um, I good question. Um. It's me and then Rigo, he's two years younger than me. Yeah. Um, or is it three? <laughs> I can't look. So many, so many. I think, no, no, he's two. He's 92. I was born in 90. He's 92. Then my brother Gabriel's 93. And then the twins, I'm seven years older than them. They're 97. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we went to the after school program and then we came home and my grandma would take care of us, right? She would, she would cook all, all the food, clean the house, do the laundry. She was doing all that, bro. And she would do that. First, she would go to work while we were at school. Yep. She'd work a full shift, and that's when we would go to the after-school program. She'd go home, start getting uh, dinner ready, you know, whatever, cooking, cleaning. She would do that every day, doing the laundry, every day. Laundry was probably like a weekend thing. Her and my mom would do the laundry together. I want to thank my grandma for taking care of us. Um, and before I go any further, Armando, is there a, do you have another motherly figure in your life that isn't necessarily your mom that you'd like to talk about? Give her a shout out. I actually have a few of them. Um, I'll talk to, I'll talk about all three of them. And so first, um, I'm going to start with, with uh, one of my friends, Rose, and she's kind of become, and you're going to hear this a lot throughout the episode, like a second mother towards me. Because not only did she help me learn more about, she's helping me a lot with learning about like uh, finance and money and how that works. But she's also giving me good advice and she's taking care of me. And I want to say the last, ooh, roughly, roughly six, seven years. So I've gotten to see her for a lot of advice. She's, ta she's talked to me and she's taking care of um, situations like that. That's a... That's a big deal, bro. That long in your life, and she's been helping you with all that. That's yeah. She's helped me a lot with that. So, I, like, when I if I ever if I ever have any questions for her, she usually has a good answer for it. Okay. And um, there's another like uh, so as we know, I graduated last year. So she was one of the first people I went to when it came to talking about taxes and talking about student loans and things like that. She had an answer for all of that. She. She has my back, so she always like if I have, if I ever have a question regarding like 
a credit card or things like that she'll give me like it seems like i'm just talking to her about the financial stuff but honestly she really just takes care of me in general so if, I, if she ever found out that like I, I wasn't like eating something or if i didn't have any food one day she would pick something up for me and just send it over especially if nobody else has yeah do it so it's not just a financial thing with her she's actually i've actually confided in her a lot so she's given me a lot of good advice just in life in general you know whenever i had it when i when i was in a relationship that wasn't exactly going well she was still she was still um giving me good advice and she was taking care of me during those years too well that's awesome bro. so if i huh? when you're taking care of you you just mean like um essentially guiding you with more advice and like what you should do yeah she would do like she wouldn't just tell me like hey you have to do this you have to do that it was more um it was more um she would it wasn't just like a pat on the back she would be like hey you should think about this think about Think about what your situation is. Like, remember that you have a bigger purpose. She would always, she would always keep my eyes um, on the on the on the prize, basically. Uh -huh. So yeah, she would like if I got so for example, like everyone experiences heartbreaks. Yeah, for sure. Everyone experiences difficult relationships, and mm -hmm. so whenever whenever I would share with her something, she would always. Um, we made a joke about it on the first episode, S-A-W-F-T soft. Oh yeah. <laughs> she would tell me the same thing. She'd be like, dude, quit being so quit being so soft, man. Remember you're only like at the time I'll be like only 24, 25. And she'd be like, You're only 25, man. We're like, what are you? It's like, wait, you think you're gonna marry her right now? You guys are still in your twenties. Well, Live life. You guys I are people, I know who people who have got married in their twenties, but and this is no and this is no disrespect to those people, right? Like no, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just messing with you. And it's no disrespect to them. It's more like uh it's more like just remember that you you're still you're still doing your, your career, you still have a lot that you're trying to build towards. Don't forget your your purpose. Do not sell out on your purpose for someone else. Well, basically. Yeah, if they're not willing to join you in that purpose and bring their own goals with you if they just want to switch it around for you to focus on them then yeah they're probably not the right person for you absolutely yeah she was she was definitely instrumental in uh helping me keep focus and i and i and i'm eternally grateful for it i always mess with her about it i always i always uh I always give her a hard time and call her a prude sometimes, things like that. But she's just, she's just, she's just as, she has a heart of gold, man. So you, you, when you're around, you definitely feel like she, she loves you for sure. That's what's up, bro. I'm, I'm glad you found somebody else that you can have a strong relationship with that was like a mother to you, a second yeah. mom to you, was able to help you out like that. That's what's up. Yeah, so she takes, so she, she helped a lot. Um, she was one of she was one of those three, and then another one that. So here's the thing: Rose at least knows what she's done. I've I've told her, and also she's aware she was there when it happened. However, someone who is like a mother figure, and I and I've told her this in person, but I don't think she understands the depth of why I feel this way about her. 
is Maggie Castillo. Well, let's hope that she hears it. So why don't you want to? So, so Maggie, this, this one's for you. So what's, um, what people know about me is the fact that I don't really sleep a lot. And people, know, people who know Maggie enough know that she's very disciplined. She has her, she knows her schedule. She knows her, like she's very disciplined in what she does. Her, she's very inspiring in terms of her workouts and, and just how she does her nutrition and everything. She stays on top of it. She works out every day. I, follow I, personally, her. I personally think that she's a cyborg because she doesn't get sore. A cyborg. <laughs> but she's one of the, she, she's the type of person that if you start like, if you start giving up on the, on humanity, you need to meet Maggie because she she restored your faith in humanity. She's that type of person. Huh. So she's not. She sounds like a pretty awesome person. She is. She's pretty and, awesome, guys. And it's she's she's one of the best. Now she I've known her. So I've known Rose since I was about roughly 21, 22. Or she says I knew I knew her before then, but I didn't really start knowing her until I was in my twenties. But I've known Maggie since I was about okay. 13. So she, Maggie saw me grow up. I met her when she, when my brother was still in uh, Hayward. I want to say it was Hayward. Living in Hayward? No, I think he moved out of Hayward, but he was still working at 24 over there. Oh, so, well, I know how your bro knows her and I know how you know her, but why don't you explain to the audience how you know her? Well, she's one of my brother's... Uh, Long, longer tenured uh, clients. There you go. So she, so he, so she followed us from 24 over to body mechanics. So she's, so the fact, so I'm about to be 30 years old and she knew me since I was about 12. So, so that gives you an idea how long she's known me. <laughs> it, gives you know, it gives you an idea how long she's known me. So I went a few years from meeting her to not really seeing her for a few years. Uh-huh. So I think I didn't see her again until I returned in like 2012 and I was like 21, 22 at the time. And it was funny because I figured, you know, maybe she won't recognize me because we haven't seen each other so long. But the first thing she says to me is like, hey, mijo. That's mm-hmm. Maggie never calls me. Maggie never. She knows my name, but she never really calls me. Armando. She don't. Well, there's there's one time and, and I'll, we'll get into that in a moment. So essentially the way that you feel about her, right? As her being a mother, positive uh, woman, mother figure in your life. Um, she obviously feels the same way about you when she's calling you mijo. She, so yeah, she's, she's always had my back. She would even tell me like to my face, she's like, you know, you're like a son to me. So I didn't know how to, like when I was younger, I was like, okay, cool. I appreciate it. But you hear it a lot. Sometimes, sometimes people like tell you, it's like, oh, you know, you're like a son to me. But then when they start really showing you that you're like family to them, that's a different, that's a different yeah. feeling. And, you, sure. and I'm sure you felt that in, in, in many ways yourself too. So we'll, we'll, and we'll get into that in a moment. But with, uh, with Maggie, it was, so I don't sleep a lot. And Maggie is very disciplined. She believes in sleep. And I remember when uh, college really started, really started killing me. <laughs> and she would know when finals were starting. She would be like, "Mijo, you look tired, bro." Our finals, finals were starting. Everybody knew when finals were starting because I would look, 
I would look horrible. So, but um, she would always, so I used to call her my, uh, my sleep fairy, sleep monitor. I still do because she's still, because <laughs> she would, because I could never get it past her that I didn't sleep. And she would always check up on me, bro. I, so she, when I say that she's disciplined, she always fall, fell asleep around eight or nine and she would wake uh -huh. up at 5 a.m. Do her workout, do her run. Workout, right? Do her workout, her runs, and then she would come back a couple hours later and do another workout. She was she was disciplined. So this so I remember um, this one particular semester, my mom got sick. And what ended up happening was I missed a lot of class. And I had to make up a lot of it. And then by the time I was able to go to class more regularly, that's when finals were starting. So not only did I have the finals going on, I also had all these projects and assignments to finish up and catch up on. You had a lot of work. So for those who um, remember, I used to wear the beanies and I would cover my eyes like this. So people Sleeping can see class or what? Just in general, like I would hang out at the gym and I, and I had my, my beanie covering my eyes because I didn't want anyone to see how bad it looked. But especially I didn't want Maggie to see it. Cause I could, so I could like sell. I could get it past you. I could get it past Gio. I could get it past Margaret. I could get it past whoever was in the gym. But what well, Maggie? But Maggie. I would. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. We knew you were tired. We just. We're different. We're we're dudes. We're like, oh, Armando's tired because he got finals, so he's probably staying up all night, sleeping, doing what he got to do. But we didn't look at you or have the relationship that you and Maggie have where she's looking at you like a son, like, oh man, you need to get some sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she, and also not to mention, it's not like you guys were getting much more sleep than I was at the time either. Yeah. Not at that <laughs> time, but it's all good. You guys were, you guys were already in the gym at 4.30 in the morning getting ready to work. So, I mean, but it was one of those things where I was just not sleeping. And one particular day, and I remember it was a spring semester. I remember because it was a spring semester and my mom got sick that, that spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, the finals were coming up. And I remember this time, uh, one of the professors that I had for a, for a class was giving me a considerably difficult time because his exam was scheduled at the same time as one of my other exams that I had to do. Okay. So I had to meet up with him and I had to figure out how we're going to do it because it was scheduled at the same time. It, it, they were colliding. So he wasn't answering my emails. He would actually, it was a wild goose chase. Man. I would have to go to his office and he wasn't there or he didn't leave anything there. So I was wasting time just going and chasing him basically. And I remember one day I came in and my eyes were just, like the bags under my eyes were unmistakable. I couldn't do anything to hide them. I tried to moisturize it. I tried to do everything I could. It was just bad. And I see Mag, and I walk in that morning, and I was like, maybe if I come in a little later, I'll miss out on Mag. I didn't get there late enough. So she's working out with Mr. Richardson. She's working out with Vicky, and she's working at my brother's training room. Oh, the, the 11 o'clock squad. The 11 o'clock squad. So... Maggie is really good about this. So like my brother kind of, whenever he came to me, he would like let Maggie talk to me. Okay. But Maggie also finished whatever set she was doing. 
on time and she didn't rush it. She didn't stop what she was doing. So I figured I got away with it, right? I got to the back, I started juicing. And, Matt, and then next thing I know, I, hear, I feel a tap on my back and it's Maggie. And I, say, and I walk into the building saying hi to all of them, right? And I, so I figure I'm in the clear. She doesn't know about it. I, I feel a tap on my back. And I turn around, and there she is, and she says, Mijo, you didn't sleep. Like, it, like, and it was one of those where, like, it's not that she was mad. She was concerned. Like, it was one of those, like, shimmy to the court. She's like, Mijo, I know that you want to you want to finish your degree, you want to pass your classes, and you want to enjoy, enjoy what it brings, but you need to be able to live in order to enjoy what you're going to do. How did so, you take that advice? What was, what was your next move? I think, it, I think it hit me to the core, man, because I felt like, I didn't feel like she was mad at me. I felt like she was, I don't know if disappointment is the right word. I think she was disappointed in like more concerned way. She was really, like, it was really heartbroken. I could hear it in her voice that she was, she's like, Mijo, you need to sleep. She pulled, and, and to make things worse, so I, my eyes are covered up and she lifts my head, eyes up. She's like, I need one. She's like, you need to get some sleep. She, she was just caring about your well being, bro. So for the next two years, next two, three years until I graduated, she would always check up on me. And this is how I, and, and it doesn't seem like a big deal in some ways, but when she, when you know that she's disciplined and she's asleep by nine or eight thirty, whatever, she knew that I was on campus on the weekends uh -huh. and she knew that I was on campus um, late or sometimes just spending the night over there. Okay. So I would get texts or I would get snatched from her on Snapchat. And she would be like, Mijo, get some sleep. Mijo, get some rest. And then we're talking about, she would be up. She would be sending me those messages around 11 or midnight. So. Oh, and her routine was to fall asleep. And her routine was to fall asleep early. So I'm like. He went out of the way, bro. I was like, Maggie, why are you, why are you awake? I'm like, and. And she also had the, the situation and rest in peace to Mr. Castillo. Um, and my heart still goes out to the Castillo family of uh, losing the patriarch. And um, when he got sick, she was in the hospital and she was always, and she had all these things going on. She was still making time to make sure that I was okay. Damn, she, re she really cares about you, bro. That's, a, that's definitely oh. a, a second mom, for sure. Yeah, she's definitely like a second mom to me. She always. For sure. When I got the news that, um, so when I tell her she had a big part in, uh, in getting my degree, she uh -huh. did. She had a big part because if it wasn't for her, like checking up on me and making sure that I got some proper rest, uh -huh. then I probably would not have been able to pass those exams. I wouldn't have been able to do those projects. I wouldn't be able to do as much as I did. Cause let me tell you, man, there were days, man, when I would, it was a string of days where I would get no sleep. But the thing is that I knew that I could probably get it past you guys where you guys wouldn't notice it, but I was never gonna get it past Maggie. She, she, she it seems like she was always looking out for you from what you're saying. She yeah. was always paying attention to what you were doing. You know, she obviously had priorities of her own, but yeah. she, would, she would go out of her way to check on you you know, give you a call, send you a message and see what's going on. 
That's awesome, bro. Yeah, so she would always she was always checking up on me and if I had like just like with Rosen, I would have a hard time. I was freaking out about an exam. I would also confide in her and she'd be like, You're gonna be okay, Emil. Just get your rest. Calm your anxiety, get your rest. Or she would she'd just tell me all she'd just give me up like a little motivation motivation quote, just whatever. Well, I mean, from what she was saying to you, from what from what you're telling me, she was and in all honesty, extremely worried for you, just concerned. Yeah. Because because she was right. If you staying up too late studying, your productivity level will go down because your cognitive function goes down because you are sleep deprived. You're exhausted. She was trying to help you out. She was definitely trying to help me out. And she would um so when when I got the news that I got approved for the graduation, uh-huh. she was one of the first people that I told. Okay. So, but the thing is that for, so I got approved in March of uh, 2019, but I didn't see her again until August. Cause after that it was full on systems go. I think for about a month, I didn't go to the gym mm-hmm. or at least to body mechanics. I didn't go over there for a while. And she was, and when I did go there, she wasn't, that was, those were the days that she wasn't there, but she was still keeping in touch with me. She still kept in tabs with me. So what happened was, this one particular day, I came in and she she wasn't wearing my schedule. She's like, "You're not supposed to be here today. What are you doing here?" And I told her what what it was, and I gave her the first. I was she was among the first that I told, "Hey, May May twenty fourth, May twenty eighth, I'm graduating." And she was really proud, and she was like, "You better send me some tickets." So I gave her tickets, and unfortunately, um, her dad fell ill, and she wasn't able to make it, and if there was, if there's a, as much as I enjoyed my graduation, and we all know I, I had fun that those two days. Yeah, I know you had fun. <laughs> we all know I had fun those two days. Um, yeah, too much fun. Only, only two, the only two that were missing were Rose and, and uh, Maggie. They weren't able to make it, unfortunately. But they were supportive. And then, so I started posting things on Instagram and Snapchat and you name it. And she was responding to all of it. She was really proud of me. She was giving me, she would send me all these messages. She's like, I was uh, giving her, um, because she was there for me, I was trying to do what I could to comfort her in that, in that horrible time when her dad was sick. And I was just trying to boost her up because she was doing the same for me. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I told her, it's like, hey, you know, I know that this is a hard time for you and your family. And I'm hoping that me getting my degree has made you has brought a little bit of happiness, a little light in, in a dark time. And she replied, she says, it has, I am actually very proud of you. God bless you. That's what's up, Mondo. So she she took care of me, man. She was so Maggie, um, my Maggie Kisty, I really, I really love you. I'm I'm very happy that you're in my life. Happy Mother's Day to Maggie. Happy Mother's Day. I know your kids love you too, so. I would hope so. <laughs> well, they they love him. She's. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. I'm just playing. That's what's up, bro. That's, you know, so yeah, she, she was always supportive, man, and and it was funny because she was always so like it was one of those things with her. I couldn't lie to her because it also felt like she knew when I was lying. Well, if she's known you for that. For that young, she might have picked up on your little 
you know, your little nuances. So I would tell her I'm going to sleep. So I'm going to give, so I already admitted to her that first day that I got back and I saw her after I got my degree. We're sitting, we're sitting in the, what's known as the champagne room at Bonnie Mechanics, which is the back, the back area. I know what it is. Well, they don't. Yeah, so. Maybe they don't. So she, so yeah, I just did. And we're sitting there, she's rolling and I'm talking to Maggie. She's like, so me, how does it feel to be a graduate? And I'm like, I'm, it feels great. I'm exhausted. And so, and then I was like, speaking of exhausted though, I got to admit something to you, Maggie. What, you didn't sleep when I was telling you to sleep? I was like, not exactly. I slept, but I didn't sleep in my bed. Where, where were you? Where, I told you to go home and sleep. Where, where were you going? So I admitted to her right there on the spot that I was sleeping on the, on the concrete benches that were in the library. Oh, at school? At school, yeah. Oh, I think she I, looked, I think you told me that. When, when so you she... <laughs> So Maggie just looks at me and she just like shakes her head. She goes, "No wonder your back hurts so much." Hey, bro, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. But I was listening to her. I, I was like, I was listening though. I went to sleep. I went to sleep. And she's like, "I know you did, Neil. I'm, and I'm proud of you." And she, so she always, so for me, she always felt like uh, another mother to me. Well, I'm I'm happy that Maggie has been in your life. So I am too, man. That's I was. I was blessed when she was when she was putting my life, man. That was uh, she's one of the few people that like like I said earlier, man, if uh you have if you don't believe in humanity and you think that everyone is like doesn't have a good heart or things like that, they haven't met Maggie. Yeah, Maggie's Maggie's a solid one. She's a really good person. It will restore your faith in humanity just by meeting her. Well, we talked about your your grandmother, we talked about your mother. Let's talk about your aunt and someone else that's very close to us. Oh, it's, it's my turn. You're, you're all done? Oh, yeah. All right, cool, man. For now. Happy Mother's Day to the women that we've mentioned um, thus far. Um, and uh, I guess the next positive female role model in my life um, I would have to say for sure is uh, my aunt Gloria, which is my, my mother's sister, um, her her younger sister, and for I want to say my early my early childhood, my early adolescence, she wasn't really around, but that's because um, she had moved to Stockton, California, and me and my family were currently living in San Jose. Um, and then my my aunt, she would come visit here and there, and then. Um, I don't remember when it was, but she actually moved in with us. So um, her and my cousins moved in with us. And to me as a kid, that was like one of the funnest times of my life, man. It was awesome. I had my four brothers, my three cousins, and we were just a big, uh, just, just a big gang of kids just having fun, playing football and basketball side, playing tag uh, in the summer, you know, having water balloon fights. So I was really happy that they were living with us. Prior to that, right, um, it was a little bit more serious in the house because, like I said, my family was going through some some rough times. You know, my mom was a young mother, single parent, um, you know, and in a few years, you know, she had the rest of my brothers, of course, 
but still going rough. And then uh, my uncles were helping out. My grandparents were helping out, working. My grandma and then coming home to take care of us. When my aunt came in, my aunt made things a little bit more fun. Okay, since yeah. everybody was so focused on work, right? Which is which is fine. I mean, they. I had a roof over my head. I had food in my tummy, and I had clothes on my back. I mean, I'm a kid just having fun. What is there to complain about, right? Absolutely. But my aunt was a blessing in this way. When she came, she was she was different in this sense. So she was serious about getting the bills paid and take and taking care of my cousins. But she would go out and do more things. My family, my my family that I was living with was so exhausted from just working all week that on our downtime, we would hang out and watch movies, right? Which was awesome. I, I love that with my family, right? Hang out and watch movies. But when my aunt came, we actually got to leave the house and go do stuff. When my aunt came and stayed with us, we started going to like Raging Waters, Great America. We started going to like to parks instead of just playing outside in front of the house. Like we started leaving, doing picnics and barbecues and stuff. These are the kind of things that she did with my cousins. <clears throat> because they were living with us they included us and she didn't have to do that you know yeah but they included us she wanted my mom to go with her and she wanted her to take us with her um and and my my aunt was like a like another mom you know it, it was awesome um she we just had so much fun as kids man and i'm and i'm really fortunate for that and then even as i got older um in high school um i i want to say i was i was a uh, i was getting into a little bit of trouble you know just making bad choices right just being a, a foolish kid um, in high school, like my early, my early years, my aunt actually offered to take me in to move in with her, you know, at no cost to my mom. My mom didn't have to send her money or anything. She offered for me to move in with her um, so that I could, uh, I guess, you know, get away from that stuff. And even though they were living in Stockton and, you know, most people know Stockton's not, Stockton, California is not the nicest place. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? My, uh, my aunt. At this time, we were living in Patterson. We moved out of San Francisco, <clears throat> and we were living in Patterson. And um, my aunt offered to take me in, but uh, the reason why my mom thought about it and it would have been okay was because that my my aunts and her um, her husband, they were strict with my cousins, but strict in a good way. Strict as far as they were, they got them very disciplined to 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 stay out of trouble. Okay. Yeah. And they both worked in the city. It's not that my mom and my uncles were not in Patterson, okay? They, they were, but they, had, they commuted to the Bay Area for work, so we didn't see them much. We were basically at home, me and all my brothers, by ourselves with my grandma and my grandpa. But my grandma and my grandpa were getting older. They couldn't keep up with us anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were kind of off doing whatever we wanted in a sense. Nothing crazy, but, you know, just being kids, man. Being kids and, and getting into a little mischief here and there. So, anyway, I could have moved in with my aunt, and it would have been good for me, but I decided not to because I felt like my brothers, in a sense, needed me to be around in the house. Yeah. They, they, like, I felt like I was leaving them, and it wasn't fair. Like, okay, I was leaving to, to maybe get a little bit more discipline in my life, but what about my brothers? So, at that point, it kind of changed my mindset because of my aunt right? Wanting to do that for me. And, and, and I kind of started figuring things out on my own. I still got into some trouble, into some mischief, but all the mistakes that I made, I always gave advice and try to guide my brothers as best as I could. And that came from that, that relationship 
throughout the years with my aunt, the positive influence that she had. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. I, I hope yeah, that she was, a, she was a good, she was a good, um, she was a good presence in your life, man. She was able yeah. to give you experiences as a young kid and she didn't let you uh, just stay in the house. She let you go out and do other, have other experiences as well. So that's cool. Yeah, it was awesome, bro. Um, and yeah, you know, so, so for that, Tia Gloria, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for that. Um, and she helped my mom out with this a lot too. So that was cool, bro. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, as far as far as uh, my aunt, that's I'm uh, I've said all I needed to say, and I, I hope that she gets to listen to this. That's what's up, man. Happy Mother's Day to you, Gloria. And uh, now another person that that's dear to your to your life and also mine, my sister-in-law Mayland. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Did you want to speak on anybody before I get into that, or no? You good? Let's talk about Mayland, man, because I got right, so- for last. Melan is just like you said, your sister-in-law. It's uh, Gio's wife, Marlon Gomez's wife, and she has definitely been a second mother to me. Absolutely, no question about it, man. Um, I met her in Patterson through through Gio. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, it's his wife, and ever just since I met her, she's just shown me so much love, so much love, man. Inviting me in the home, cooking for me, giving me food to take home. You know, asking me how I'm doing, always like whenever you come into town and visit and you don't have a place to stay, you can stay in my house. That's just, that's that's what's up, man, because Mayland's, Mayland's a shit, man. And here's the thing, when when he said, so listen to what my man, my man said, if he, he would give her give her food, give him food and to take, that was some good food that he got. Oh, she, she, she is one of the best cooks you'll ever meet. She's she's probably one of the best, if not the best, cook that I know. Yes, I would I would say same. I would say the same that she is. I just got to be easy on the food, you know. If I eat a little bit too much, it's pretty good. I got to be careful. Oh man, delicious. I got no regrets when I eat that food, man. That that is like all I all I ask whenever I get to the house is, "Hey, Mayland, did you cook?" And huh? she says, "Yes." I am get at that food. table. Get some food. Get some food, man. Because yep. and sometimes and. My brother knows this, and my and my nephew knows this. Whenever they bring food from home, I know who cooked it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So I know who cooked. I know who cooked this. So I'm like, I'm, they're like, oh, you want some of this food? I'm like, I'm like, dude, is is my head big? Yeah, of course I want some of that food. Like, come on, man. Like, how how am I gonna turn down some yeah, man? Like, dude, she is, she and she's one of the best people ever, man. She's very welcoming. She's very loving, and it's one of those. Uh, like I like like hearing you hearing you tell stories about how if you're in the area and you need a place to stay, it's not shocking at all that she wants to that she that she invited you to stay over. She's just that type of person that she's a very loving person. She you know, I've been fortunate enough to have some um some some positive, deep conversations with her. And the reason why she's like that is because she's been through some rough stuff in her in her uh early years yeah. as well as a young yeah. woman. Um so she's very loving, and the reason why she's so near and dear to my heart, bro, and she's so special to me, uh, is just because I am not related to her whatsoever. I'm just somebody that she met through the family, and she's taken me in like if I've been like if I've been her son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's, she's shown me so much love, man. Hits me up, asks me how I'm doing on my birthday. Just so I, I can't even describe it. So. 
So Melan, she's my second mom. Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you get to listen to this. And I hope you enjoy your special day with, with uh, all your kids. And listen to what he just called her. He said mom. Like, he, he's been calling her mom for years. I've been calling her mom since I was 15. That was just how, that was how she was presented to me. You know, oh, you can call her mom. Oh, you sure? And she goes, yeah, call me mom. Okay. And, I, and I if he, maybe, uh, maybe when she met me, she got a good vibe off me. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure, but. She's pretty good at reading always, people. Always very welcoming with me, you know? She, and she's always been that way. I mean, one of the things I always tell her is like, you got the patience of a saint. <laughs> and she goes, and she says, why? Because you're married to my brother and, you, and you're still with him. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but that's your brother. You can say whatever you want. Oh, I say, uh, I say it all the time, but I say it all the time for my brother. So I love you too, bro. So happy Mother's Day to you too, Gio. Um, <laughs> Is there anyone I'm just kidding. I'm just, kid, I'm just kidding, Gio. But yeah, I, I want to give a love to my, uh, to my sister-in-law, Mayla. Happy Mother's Day to you. And I love you and, hope, and stay safe out there. But yes, there is one person that we need to talk about now. And that is my older sister, Anna. So I'm actually kind of happy that we, we, that we uh, had a little bit of a nice conversation because my sister just left the house. So now she won't be able to hear this until it drops. Okay. Man, she may be my older sister and she may not have kids of her own. Hopefully she will one day because I think she's going to be a great mother. She was, a, she was basically a mother as when we were kids, man. She, we're talking... 14 years old, 13 years old, and she had, to, she had to take me with her everywhere. So imagine being a teenager or a preteen or adolescent, just middle school or high schooler, and you're hanging out with your friends and you had to bring your kid brother with you every time. That was Anna. Bringing that you was Anna. That was Anna. She was always checking up on me whenever she went. To, and she went to college in SoCal. Oh, I, and I didn't know that. What, what was your college? Chapman University. So that's in Orange County. Okay. So during those years, it was just me and my mom here at the house, but Honor would be like, hey, if you need to talk to me, I'm going to make sure that the hours, uh, that my class hours are, are not going to be during, your, uh, during the time that you can call me. So I would call her like between three and five, and she would never have classes around that time. Okay. I would call her up, and she would – just talk with me for like 10, 20 minutes. She would always come for me. She would always take care of me. And here's the thing. My sister's a freaking genius, man. So. Very intelligent. So she, it, she was, she's the type of person that if a, an A is like the, like a hundred percent is like the highest grade you could get, she'll still pull out 102 or something like that. She's that smart. She's that brilliant. You just, I remember I had a, physics class two years ago and I was having issues with it. My sister hadn't done physics in like 20 years. I show it to her. Less than two hours later, she comes back and she, and she figured it out like that. Why don't you tell everybody what your sister does for a living? She's a lawyer. She works, in, she works in civil law, man. She is. Don't argue with her. <laughs> there don't argue with her she will make you feel silly in no time but um she's she's a very loving person she is so we're talking about how my sister-in-law mainland is a great cook my mm -hmm. 
my sister's an awesome cook too. I think those two, if they wanted to be, both Malin and my sister could be uh, chefs. Yeah, I, I've had your sister's cooking before when I've been over to your house. Yeah, she, she's, when we were little kids, she was cooking. When I was a little kid, man, she was like no older than 14 at the time, and she would cook. And she knew how to do it at a young age. That's probably why she's so good of a cook. She's such a good of a cook, excuse me, as an adult, because she's been cooking for so long. Man. Oh, man, she, and she comes up with, she'll, like the other day, she goes, you know what? I want to try to, I want to try to make bread. She's out of the food. From scratch. From scratch, bro. Like, she literally bought the yeast. And we, and she's like, we're going to make bread. So I thought it was like, she was, was that? Was that? No, you just get like a Dutch oven and you bake the dough. And you have to let it, you have to let it sit for a few hours, maybe for overnight. And then the next day you put it in the oven. She made it from scratch, bro. And the bread was fucking bomb. You guys got a Dutch oven now then? Yeah, we got a Dutch oven over here. So that was in that was insane, like how she made that. And I still have no idea how she did it. So yeah, she's a great cook. Uh, she's very intelligent. She's very loving. She if you meet her, you she has your back. She's one of the she's really just awesome, bro. Like she is she has you taken care of. Um, I've, I've met her. <laughs> so yeah, she, yeah, so you know she loves you. She, yeah, she she loves and so she's had my back and she's had a lot of patience with me. <laughs> so thank you, Juana. I love you very much and thank you for your patience and thank you for uh, taking care of me all these years. And happy Mother's Day to Anna. Happy Mother's Day to you, Anna. You have no idea how much I appreciate not just you taking care of me through those right now and all the years, but just the advice, you know, like when I went to college and her telling me, hey, um, when I wanted to do the major switch. Because she told me straight up, she goes, you know, I was supportive of you when you were a psychology student, but I was concerned because I didn't know what you would do in the, in the field unless you went to graduate school. So when I went up to her and I told her that it was going to, I felt like it was going to be a tough sell to her. But honestly, my sister was just on my side. She just wanted to see my, she wanted to see my plan, my plan of attack, what game plan I had. And she would um, tell me, hey, tell me what you're going to do and tell me how you're going you're gonna to execute it. Because I, I got your back, but I want to know where you're going so that way I don't let you make a mistake. So when I told her that I want to study kinesiology, I want to do exercise movement science, I want to do, I'm a, I already got my, um, I already got the prereqs lined up, I already do all of that. She was very happy with, with me with that. And she says, go for it, go for it. So she was, she was always, so you know how you were saying that uh, your grandpa was like your Jiminy Cricket, he was like your conscience? My sister's like my my sister's my conscience. If I mention something to her, she's always gonna say, you know what? That might not be the right time to do it. So one of the things that she was telling me was uh that ended up being a great decision was summer a couple years ago when my mentor was doing the camp and the uh the um financial aid didn't want to help me. They're gonna charge me at least five thousand dollars for that semester. 
And if they helped me, they were going to give me student loans. And that would have been ridiculous for that summer for one class. So she goes, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this one. You should probably wait it out a little bit. And since next come, this upcoming year, you're not going to be taking as many units. You can use those units that you didn't use. And you could use them for the summer class and they could help you more. And that ended up working for me for my last for my last summer class where I didn't really have to pay anything out of pocket. I had it all covered because I had units to spare. And not only that, but I also saved about freaking $6,000 in debt. And I, and I got a better experience also with my senior research class last summer or last spring, because I ended up making friends that, that I'm likely going to have for the rest of my life, man. Cause if, if, even if I don't talk to them for who knows how long, if I just say what's up to them, they're going to be, it's we're going to take off from where we were back then. So it was a great advice that she told me. And she was one of the people like I confided in um, Rose and I confided in um, Maggie too. When I went through the heartbreak of not graduating in 2018, but the one that I talked to most was my sister. She says, and my sister told me, you know, yeah, you could have graduated this year, but here's the thing. You're gonna ha- you're about to have harder classes ahead of you. And you're gonna have more time to dedicate to those classes. So instead of passing these classes and barely passing with like a C or a D, you could get A's on them. And I ended up and my last my last school year, man, I had my best GPA. I think I had a a 3.6 GPA my last year. Oh, that's solid, bro. So, yeah, she so she was right, man. She was telling me just, but she would always just, like, calm me down, man. Even, like, she's one of the most calming presences you, you'll ever deal with. She, she knows how to attack things. She makes, like, right now, like, we have a pandemic going on, right? And she has the house stocked up and everything, including toilet paper. <laughs> Where'd she find it? Oh, she, she was, she's just awesome, man. She knows how to do it all, man. I, I, I don't know how she does it, but people don't have enough meat. She knows how to get it. She is a wonderful person. Man. I think I, like I, I, every time I pray at night, I always give thanks that I have her as my sister. And I always pray that she's protected. That's awesome. Because she's put up with so much shit too. And the fact that she still has a smile on her face and I'm like when she got married, watching her, watching that smile, bro, I can't even put into words just how happy it made me. Honor, you deserve everything. Happy Mother's Day and everything you have that's coming to you, all these good things, all these blessings that you have, Desi's love, all the puppies and all the people that know you. We all love you very much. You just, just know that. Honor. Happy Mother's Day to all the women that we spoke about prior that we're uh, very fortunate to have in our lives including our mothers especially our mothers and yep. happy mother's day to all the mothers out there that get a chance to listen to this hear this and we just want to let you know coming from us too and i'm sure coming from everyone else yep. that we're lucky to have you in our lives and we know all the sacrifices that women make during their pregnancy to give birth and after to raise their children or to help people like us who we aren't even your children <laughs> so, exactly yeah. so we have 
we have appreciation for the patience that you guys carry because that's probably your most underrated aspect. So I gotta give you guys, so Maylan, Rose, Maggie, Anna, Mom, Joe's mother, Gloria, your Joe's grandmother, all of you guys, we, we love you dearly and happy Mother's Day to you guys. You guys deserve the world. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, ladies. Thank you.